Thanks for checking out the Revival Tabernacle podcast today. If this is your first time joining us, we want to thank you for tuning in. Wherever you may be listening from, we hope this message encourages you in Christ our Savior. Please enjoy this message from the RT Pulpit. Come on. Come on, let's give God some praise. You can go ahead and shut those lights up. So, so proud of all of our young people, all of our young people, all of our students uh, that were involved in the World Week. Just simply, just lift your hands up. Just lift your hands up. Praise God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My man, my man back there. Good to see all of you. Um, you know, and, and the work, and the work is not done. The work, this is just the beginning. We will continue to, to in, you know, sow seeds of change here in this city and in southeastern Michigan as a whole. And one of those other things that, we're, that we'll be doing, uh, and you'll be hearing more about this over the next several weeks, uh, Brother George Shelby's going to be heading up a project. He's going to be running point on Together for Good, which is an initiative that is going forward. With our brothers and sisters from Life Challenge, we know Deacon, uh, Pastor Ken is a director over at Life Challenge, and so I've met, I met with uh, Brother John Richardson, um, who, who had this great idea, because how many know that drugs are just a major problem in our community? And so we're coming together as, as, as not just a church community, community ecumenical community, but, but also just, just uh, you know, the, 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 the city of Detroit police and, and uh, just all of, all of people who really want to see a change happen in, in, in this community. So we're doing a fund drive because they're doing a fundraiser to really try to combat and, and, and attempt to combat the, 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 the drug pandemic that, that's going on in our communities. And on Saturday, August the 27th, there will be a march and a community rally that will happen uh, over, in the, over, over on Seven Mile, in the Seven Mile Evergreen area where Life Challenge is located. But listen, we wanna come together, be, be a part of that. Uh, Life Challenge has a long standing history with this church and we wanna be there for them, amen? Amen. So, so, so we're going to come together. There is, we're doing a coin, cash, bottle, and can drive. Listen, if you got some bottles and cans from uh, the, the holiday party that, that, that you still got in your garage or in your pantry that's falling all out, making life real difficult, y'all know what I'm talking about, you know, you know, you know you should have took them cans to get them refunded, but for some reason they still in your house causing a ruckus, it's the, here's the reason, because you need to bring them on in and then let that be a donation for uh, the work that's going on there, Life Challenge. So look at somebody and say, We're, we've only just begun. Listen, it's time for the word. I'm excited for the word. Uh, it, it's, a, it, it, it's the Olympics, y'all. It's time. I'm excited. It's, this, is my, this is one of my favorite, favorite times that comes every four years. Um, and so thank Brother Rodney for our set. We put our flags back to you, showing all of the nations. And, uh, but let's get your Bibles. Let's go to the book of 1 Corinthians. Uh, 1 Corinthians, or as President-elect Donald Trump will say, 1 Corinthians. I didn't make that up, Hebrew. That's probably bad. I should have said that. I'm sorry. Uh, chapter 1 Corinthians chapter 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. 
verse 24 through 27. I want to talk just for a moment today. I promise it won't be long. Um, I want to talk just for a moment today from the title, uh, A Fight to Finish Strong. Fight to Finish Strong. Look at somebody and say, Fight to Finish Strong. Sometimes we start out and we have good intentions, but then things happen along the way and it causes us to not finish well. And so I think the Lord wants to speak to us today about finishing strong. 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27, Paul is writing to the church of Corinth and he says, <laughs> this is funny, do you not know that in a race all runners run, but only one gets the prize. Hmm. So run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Let's pray. Father, bless our time together in your word. In Jesus' name, amen. As I said before, I love the Olympics. I absolutely love the Olympics. Every four years, Brother Twyman, when Olympics come on, my TV stays on. It drives Courtney crazy because I watch all of the sports. I mean, even the things that I'm not interested in. They were rowing yesterday, and I just had it on. Why? Because I just like, I like the Olympics. I like, I like watching uh, athletes, uh, elite athletes that have trained, that, uh, that have gone through the discipline of, of getting their bodies into shape to compete on the world's greatest uh, uh, competitive stage. There's nothing like it in the world. I just love good competition. Anybody like me like good competition? You just like seeing good competitive action going on. Um, I, I read something the other day that was very interesting, uh, and it talked about this, uh, this, this fascinating research that was done by this professor at Northwestern University. And she studied Olympic medalists for several years. And she discovered that bronze medalists were happier than silver medalists. Bronze medalist winners were happier than silver medalists. And here's why. The professor found that silver medalists tended to focus on how close they came to winning gold so much that they weren't satisfied with silver. Bronze medalists tended to focus on how close they came to not winning a medal at all. And they were just happy to be on the stand. Y'all can see this every single time when they do the uh, 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 ceremony. You know, that silver medal, he crying. The gold medal, he like, yeah, here we go. But that, but that bronze medal, he just happy to be in the number. Anybody in this place happy to be in the number? You know that you shouldn't 
even made it here. You shouldn't have even been here. If it wasn't for his grace and his mercy, you would have been counted out a long time ago. But thanks be unto God, I feel like preaching in this place today. Thanks be unto God that I'm still here. Don't nobody know how I got here. They counted me out. They said I shouldn't be here. But thanks be unto God who always causes me to triumph in him. Can I get somebody that's happy just to be in the number? We used to sing a song in the old church, glad to be in the service. <laughs> glad to be in the service one more time. And here's the reason why I said the problem, because he didn't have to let me live. Y'all ain't helping me in this place today. It, it, it's been over a month, so I got a lot to give y'all today. He didn't have to let me live, but I'm just glad to be amongst the number. Uh, millions didn't make it, is what Brother Marvin said. But I was one of the ones who did. I'm gonna make it for the month, make it for the month. See, I think, I think that if the Apostle Paul was living today, he would be in Rio. Oh, he would, he, he, he wouldn't waste no time. He's not worrying about no Zika virus. He's not worried about no economic depression, no political uprising or any of that. He would be in Rio, and here's the reason why, because I believe Paul was a sports fan. Because Paul continually drew references that paralleled sports and athleticism and physical discipline as it relates to our relationship or walking this Christian walk. Can I talk to y'all for a moment? See, there's something about the discipline and the commitment to the process. Something about the discipline and the commitment to the process uh, that elite athletes endure. And Paul seemed to always draw this comparison about how they trained and how they had to endure as it relates to our Christian faith. So let me just look at these, these few scriptures here and let's just draw some conclusions as to what God is trying to sell us today. Um, look at verse 24. Verse 24, he starts by saying something very interesting. He starts by asking Sister Kathy uh, 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 a very interesting question. He says, uh, do you not know? <laughs> now, 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 this is interesting because it's like Paul is asking a question that he knows they already know the answer to. And see, he uses this type of phrasing even earlier in the chapter, chapter 9, verse 13. He says, do you not know that those who perform sacred services eat the food of the temple and those who attend regularly to the altar have their share with the altar? I, I believe, my brothers and sisters, that this is, is, is somewhat how the Father deals with us when we are faced with different challenges. He says to us, do you not know? He says, do you not know that if you don't forgive your brother or sister that your heavenly father won't forgive you? Do you not?
not know? He says, do you not know that healing is the children's bread and all you have to do is ask for it? Do you not know? He says to us, do you not know that if you confess your sins unto God that he is faithful and just to forgive you from all your unrighteousness? Do you not know this? I mean, we already know these things. Do you not know that if you hold lustful thoughts into your heart that you will eventually act on those things? Do you not know this? Do you not know? He knows that we as believers know these things because if you are a believer, you understand how important it is to stay in this word. And when you have stayed and uh, when you have committed yourself to digesting and to taking in this word, there are some things that you will know. As a matter of fact, the Bible tells us in 2 Peter 1 and 3 that he has given us all things that pertain to life, this life, and to godliness. So there are some things that we do know. And so when we're faced with a challenge, he comes to us and says, do you not know? Uh, I believe it's time for the body of Christ, the body of believers, to stop playing with the devil and to start living out our faith in bold, radical ways. Ways that, 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 that show we are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for we know it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. I think it's time for the body of Christ to stop playing around with the devil and really being bold and being about our Father's business, just like Jesus says, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day, because night cometh where no man should work. It's time for us to get to business. My one-year-old is at the age where she likes to flirt uh, with the things that we're trying to teach her not to do. And so she will get close to the stairs when she knows she's not supposed to climb up the stairs or she'll get close to the fireplace and get ready to get up on the ledge when she's not supposed to, all because she's really just waiting to hear those words of, no, Reagan, no. And then she turns around and looks back. <laughs> My five-year-old on, on the other hand is a little bit different. Uh, she don't flirt. She's past the stage of flirting with the things that she knows wrong. She goes ahead and just does those things that she knows she's not supposed to do, which wrong, which prompts us as parents, and some of you will be able to identify with what I'm getting ready to say. It prompts us as parents to do and to say uh, some of the things like Paul said, but we don't say it quite like Paul said it. We don't say things like, do you not know? We don't talk like that. We don't say it like that. We say things like, have you lost your everlasting mind? We say things like, are you crazy? We say things like, what is wrong with you? What's, what's wrong with you? You know better. Some of y'all don't even say words, you just look. 
remember, I remember my dad, when we were little boys, we would do stuff. He would just look like, what are you doing? I believe that we as believers, if we really understand the plan of God for our lives, we, we need to understand it's time to stop playing the games. We know these things that we should not be doing. We know the things that we should be doing. It's time for us to be about our Father's business. But look back down to the scripture. He says, do you not know that those who run in a race all run? I mean, it's almost like he just acts like a real, like, you know, <laughs> this is kind of like real, like, hey, y'all know the people that run in a the race, they all run. It's like asking a question, what a question, or giving a definition, using a word that you're trying to define, you know. But look what he says after that. But only one receives the prize. See, here Paul, understand me good, here Paul is pointing out, and get this believers, he's pointing out that our efforts are not in vain. Uh, Though we are running, we are running to obtain. It, 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 that prize, my brothers and sisters, is eternal life. But not just eternity, but eternity with Jesus. And I don't care what the people say out in the world, this is not a hustle. This is not a game. This is not some lofty thing that we just are hanging over, that, that, that we've just been spooked and we just, it, no, this is for real. This is what we believe. We believe in the blessed hope, which is the rapture of the church of God, which is in Christ at his return. We believe this. Understand this good. Make no mistakes about it. Everybody, listen to me good, everybody is going to live forever. The difference is, is where you're going to live forever at. Because, see, listen, 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 listen. Eternity in hell is not a prize. That's a consequence. Eternity with Jesus is a reward, on the other hand. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? I'm living this life so that I can live again, but not just live again. I want to live with the one who is able to help me walk these streets of gold, the one who promised that you won't cry no more, neither will you suffer any longer. But let me just tell you something. There is a mansion waiting for you in the heavenlies, and that mansion is a mansion that's not made by man's hands but that Jesus said, I'm going away to prepare you a place and where I am there, you will be also. Let me tell you something. I want to be where Jesus is. Do I have anybody in this place that don't mind saying, I want to be where Jesus is? I'm not trying to live this life for nothing. I'm running this race because I know at the end, there is a prize. And if I run this race right, I will inherit the prize and that prize is eternity with Jesus. Yeah. 
Some years ago when I was a little boy, my daddy took me. I started singing kind of early. And you know, people made fun of me because my voice was real high. Uh, my Uncle Michael used to say I sound like alfalfa. I will never forget that. He's one of my favorite uncles, but let me tell you something, that, that, that really, alfalfa. <laughs> but my daddy took me down to this audition. I don't even remember this, Dad. Kenny Rogers, he was having his annual Christmas thing down at the Fox. And I wanted to go down and, and, and audition to be a part of the kids' choir. And I remember going down there, just me and my dad, standing in this long line. It was like cattle call. It was, it was crazy. And we stood there. I mean, parents with their kids. Some kids were crying and falling out because they had us waiting in this line for so long. And I mean, we probably were waiting there for, I don't know, hours, hours, hours before I even made it inside the building and then to even make it to the audition, we had to waste some time. Went through, the, through with the audition and they didn't choose me. I know, come on, say it together. It's great, fantastic. But I'll never forget what my dad said to me. Though I didn't make it, he said, you did good, son. Let me tell you something. There is no greater words that we as children of God long to hear than one day when he says, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Listen, I know you didn't get all you think you should have gotten. I know you didn't uh, see all you think you should have seen, but let me just tell you something, son, well done. Let me tell you something, daughter, you did well. Come on in to the house of me. Come on in, enter into the joy of the Lord because you have done well. That's the prize. The prize is approval from the Father. That's the prize. Yeah, you may have to endure hardships. And it's not going to be easy. As a matter of fact, it's going to be hard sometimes. But I remember this song that we used to sing in the Sunshine Band. We are soldiers in the army. And we got to fight. Although we got to cry, we're going to hold up the blood-stained banner. We're going to hold it up until we die. Let me tell you something. This is a fight worth fighting for, and you got to understand that your prize, your reward, is your Father's approval. Then he says, look back down at verse 24, he says, Run. <laughs> Run in such a way that you may win. This word win, it comes from a Greek word. I'm not even going to try to butcher it to try to pronounce it, but just know that it's there. Katalambano, <laughs> or something like that. 
But it means this. It means to obtain the prize with the idea of eager and strenuous exertion. <laughs> See, we got, in other words, he's saying, run in such a manner that you know you're giving it your all. A few weeks ago, I, I picked up Zach Johnson, one of our teenagers, and took him over to the basketball courts and we're meeting some of my other nephews and we played basketball. Now, I don't know if anybody has ever tried to go play basketball with some teenagers. Don, you, you feel me, yeah. That's not really the smartest thing to do, especially if you haven't played in some years. And uh, them young boys wore me out. Let me just tell you that. <laughs> And not only that, they weren't, we was playing outside on concrete, so my knees paid for it. Some of y'all saw me hobbling around here a couple weeks ago. That was because of Zach, you know. And so we were playing, and I mean, as we were playing, there were moments, y'all think I'm sweating now, but I was bent over. You know, we used, to, we used to do this when I was playing basketball because it was cool. Why? Because Michael Jordan, the GOAT, he would always be playing over there. You know, bent over, hands on his knees, going for But I was doing it because I needed a break. <laughs> because I had given my all, I had exerted all of my intensity, it was strenuous, and I was ready to give up. But I knew I couldn't give up because I knew I had them looking at me. And I, you know, I caught, a, I caught a glimpse as I was preparing this message. I began to remember myself and, and, and I said, you know what, when we get to heaven, uh, I don't want to be cruising. It's not going to be a cruise to heaven with my non-alcoholic strawberry daiquiri in my hand. Like, you know, God, I'm thankful to be here. No, I want to get to heaven bent over, <laughs> knowing that I gave it all that I had while I was down there, knowing that I came up here empty, knowing that whatever it was that was required of me, I was a good steward with what he gave me, and I poured myself out. See, see, this, this causes the very thing that, that, that tries to push us into these little Christian comfort country clubs. It just throws all that out the window. You can't be cute trying to make it into heaven. Sometimes it's going to require you to get down and dirty. And like some of our teens did, go and pull some weeds up from some parks. Go and uh, minister, knocking on some doors, witnessing the people that need help and that need prayer. Sometimes we see we can be so sedity with our Christianity. We don't want to go pick up nobody. We don't want to go drop nobody off. We don't want nothing to be inconvenienced. But let me just tell you something. When I get to heaven, I want to make sure I can look my Savior right in the face and say, God, everything that you gave me, I tried my best to do well with what you gave me. I tried my best to give all that I had to when I had an opportunity. I want to say, and I want him to look at me and say, son, well done. 
God. I saw you over there bent over. I saw you over there sweating. But thanks be unto God, he gave me the strength to go a little bit further. And I'm standing here today, not because of anything that I've done, not by power, not by might. But let me tell you something. When you really want to be serious about what he's doing, he will send his spirit to help you and to aid you along the way. I need somebody to give God some praise in this place. I don't know about you, but I can't stand anyone to be around me that's going to have do stuff. I don't like half done anything. Some of y'all, does anybody know anybody like that? If you're not raising your hand, maybe you're the person that's half doing things. No matter what they do, they just, they do just enough. They do just enough, Sister DeWine. I mean, you know, ask them to sing, they sing just enough. Ask them to do some work, they do work just enough. Cleaning just enough. Cooking just enough. Loving you just enough. Oh, come on, somebody talk back to me in this place. Caring for you, they do it just enough. Praying for you, they pray just enough. Providing, they just provide just enough. Let me just tell you something. They are neither hot nor cold, full nor empty. They just want to be on the fence. And, they, and, 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 and the Bible calls them lukewarm. The Bible says you're lukewarm. And when anything is lukewarm, uh, the Bible says that he will spew, spit you out of his mouth. Uh, you either have my back or you're my enemy. But don't try to be a friend of me. D don't just rest on the bubble thinking that you're going to be in my life. But at the same time, I don't really have a clue as to how you really feel about me. No, let me know what side you're on so I know what category to label you as and then I can know how to deal with you accordingly. Run like you want something. Look at somebody and say, run like you want something. Run like your life depends on it. Run like you're trying to make 100 because you know 99 and a half won't do. Look at somebody next to you and say, run for your life. Let me tell you something, I don't care what's trying to hold you back. I don't care what's trying to hold you down. You need to learn how to shake that stuff off. You need to learn how to shake that stuff off. Let me just tell you something. Uh, Hebrews 12 and 1 says, therefore, since we are surrounded, I'm almost done. <laughs> there, so we, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us, somebody say let us. See, that means you can't do this thing alone. I keep coming back to this for some strange reason, and I, and I think it's because there are so many of us that believe that you can do this thing by yourself. You can't do this thing by yourself. This is the reason why we are a church family. We are a church body. Let me tell you something. If you're going through something, say something to somebody. Find some help. Get some help. And let me tell you something, when they come to you for help, that's not your time to put on your judgmental hat. Well, well why are you in this position in the first place? I'm going to stay right here until y'all get real uncomfortable. That's not your moment. That's not your moment. Be aid. Help. 
You know, I've learned to get comfortable with the silence. He says, let us throw off. <laughs> I know some translations say, you know, lay aside, but I like what the NIV says. It says, throw off. Sometimes he says, throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race that is marked out for us. Let me just tell you this, and then I'm closing. Sometimes the thing that's going to make you exert the most energy is throwing off everything and even everybody that is hindering you. Let me see if I can make this more plain. You might just have to get off social media. Because for some of us, it is that thing that is hindering you. If, 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 if when you wake up in the morning, the first thing you do before you even talk to God or your spouse is look at scrolling through timelines, let me tell you something, you got a problem. Priorities are out of order. Okay, I'll open myself up. I'll be transparent. Let me tell you something. I had an issue. And that's why, and, and please, let me say this. Um, I'm not on Facebook. I left my account active for our, for our media team, our social media team, so they can tag me different things, but it, it's just out there. I don't check it. So if y'all send me messages on my timeline, I don't see it unless Courtney tells me. So let me just... Forgive me if you sent something to me and I didn't respond. I'm not trying to, I'm just not there. I'll just post pictures on Instagram of the babies or whatever's going on, but I'm not on Facebook because it just, it just was too much. It was too much. And, and I had to be real with myself and say, you know what? I don't need this in my life right now. I may come back to it at some point in time, but for right now, I don't need it because it was, it was too much for me. It, it was too much for me. I'm not saying this for everybody, but for me, it was too much. And see, some of y'all need to be real with yourself. To thine own self be true. Young people, let me talk to my young people in the building. Lean on in, let me just say something. You might have to stop downloading all these little emojis. And now the parents are like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Young people know what I'm talking about. Huh? Stop sending them, them eggplants and them peaches. You ain't talking about fruit and, and vegetables. Now parents, when you get home, you need to ask your, you need to ask your, your teens, what's an eggplant? What's a peach? I, listen, I, I'm serious. Because see, these are, listen to me good, listen to me good. These are the things that are entangling our young people. And our older people. If we just be real about it. It's causing us to be entangled in things that, and it's connecting us to sin and though you may not have done anything with it yet, 
The temptation keeps luring you, saying, you want to try this today? <laughs> and you have to be careful. I'm going to take my time. Let me tell y'all something that happened. Let me tell y'all something that happened to me. And I, 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 you know, I'm an open book, but I said, I told the Lord, Lord, things that you do in my life, I, I, I want to I wanna share it to be able to help somebody else. This thing happened to me just today. Last night, I had a dream. I don't know where this dream came from, but it was so real. I mean, it, it, it just, it was, it was lustful. It was, it was just, it was not pure. I woke up, I felt all type of, of, of ways. I, I felt distant from my wife. And, and the Holy Spirit prompted me and said, go and tell her. And so I went and I told Courtney. I said, baby, I, I, I need you to pray because I had a dream and it felt so real. It was, it, it was not pure. And one thing that I understand is that the day that I got married, I became 10,000 times stronger. What are you talking about? Because the Bible says if one can chase a thousand, two can put 10,000 to flight. So let me tell you something. I had to go to my partner and I said, baby, listen, I need you to pray because, because I, I, I don't even know where this came from. I, I wasn't watching nothing last night. We were watching the Olympics. I mean, it was, it, it was ping pong or something going on by the time I went to sleep. And I mean, and, 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 and so we began to pray. And, and immediately I felt better because I released it to someone that I knew had my back. I'm immune to what's going on in this world. All of us go through the same thing at different seasons and different times. And you think you don't want to say nothing to nobody because you don't want them to look at you a little differently. Let me tell you something. Please. Let's just get to this thing to where we can all win together. Some of us need to <laughs> return that little Cracker Jack box promise ring that he gave you about one day. <laughs> and that's been 10 years. Thank you, Sister Don. I appreciate you. You might be the only one, but let me tell you something. I'm going. I, 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 I'm committed to telling the truth. I know it don't feel good, but somebody, I'm done. Somebody's got to be willing to fight to finish strong. And here's the thing: the Bible says it like this: being confident of this very thing that He who begun a good work in you is able to finish it. <laughs> if you're in this place today, come on, stand to your feet. If you're in this place today, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. If you're in this place today and you know that there are some things that are, that are trying to lay hold of you, that's trying to hinder you 
from reaching the goal, from finishing strong, from really receiving the approval of your father. If you're in this place today and, you, and, you, and you'll just be honest, you'll be honest and you say, Pastor Devin, it's me. I'm allowing things, people, whatever it is to hinder me from really being all the God's. Just simply raise your hand in this place. Raise your hand, raise your hand. Listen, listen, listen. Put the hand up high. Put, don't be ashamed. Don't, don't you dare let the devil fool you out of this moment. Listen, listen, listen. Look around you, look around you. If, if, if there's a hand up near you, if there's a hand up near you, I want some Somebody to go to them and place a hand on this shoulder. Come on, activate right now. Move, body of Christ. Let's be the church. Let's do what we are called to do. Come on, move, move. Keep that hand up. Keep that hand up so they can see. Come on, men with men, women with women, no funny business. Listen, it, it's about the Father's business right now. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Let's move, 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 move. Come on, come on, come on, come on. All over this place, all over this place, all over this place. Come on, I need... I need some brothers right over here. Brother Anthony has his hand up. I, I need some brothers to go there. Come on, Kive. If, yeah, if it's two of y'all over there, yeah, good, good, good. Come on, come there. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Men with men, women with women, please. Come on, come on. Now listen. Their hand went up saying, I need help. This is not private eye investigation time. You don't have to know. The Father already knows. Our responsibility is to pray. So right now, all over this building, all over this room, begin praying. Let them hear you pray. Let them, if you don't know their name, ask them their name and call out their name and bombard heaven. Come on, come on. Begin praying, begin praying. Pray the will of the Lord. Pray the will of the Father. Pray, pray the word of God. Pray that God would heal, help, and deliver. Pray that God would set captives free in this place. In the name of Jesus. Come on, come on, come on. Begin praying. Release, release right now. Release right now. Come on, come on. Father, in the name of Jesus, do it, oh God. Do it, oh God. God, whatever it is they stand in need of, oh God. Touch, heal, and deliver, oh God. Set the captive free. Lift up the hung down head. In the name of Jesus, strength, oh God, to shake off those things that even may not be sin, but that's connecting us to sin. Let us stop running around in circles, oh God. Let us, let us run from, but let us also run to. Let's run to the Father. Let's run to the one who is able to keep us from falling. Let's run to the Father right now. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Open up your mouth. The Bible says it is the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous that availeth much. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on. If you're praying for your spouse, come on, pray earnestly for them. Pray earnestly. If you're a father praying for your son, pray, mother praying for your daughter, pray earnestly for them. Come on, let's break the back of sin. Let's break the back of curses that tries to keep our young men and our young women falling prey to what God, to what the devil wants to do. But they, but, but they need to know that God is greater than anything. And that he's able to deliver. He's able to set free. He's able to save. He's able to loose those bounds that have been holding you. He's able. In the name of Jesus. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. He's greater. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
stand again. Now come on, I need the body of Christ to let out a great big shout of praise in this place. Come on and give God some glory. Give him honor. Oh, come on, if you know today you have the victory, the victory over sin, the victory over shame, come on, I need somebody to give God some praise in this place. Now hear me good, listen to me and hear me good, hear me good. The devil likes it when you're by yourself. But he's frightened when you get connected with somebody else. Through this entire month, through this entire series, hear me good. Make sure that we are praying for one another because I believe that even in this month, God wants to do some miraculous things by his spirit and he wants to show, listen to me good, he wants to show that he is the ultimate Olympiad. He wants to show that there is no power greater than the power of God. He wants to show that whatever you, when, when you need him, there's nobody that will be there faster than our God. And that's what we're going to talk about next week. But let me tell you something. Go your way rejoicing, knowing that God is with you and that he cares so much about you to bring you into a family of believers. And to know this, <laughs> know this, he wants you to fight until you're finished. Come on and put those hands together and give God some praise. Listen, we'll see you on Wednesday night. Wednesday night we have our Family Feud style Bible Bowl. The teams have not been set. They'll be set on that night. Rejoice in the Lord and let's be sure that we're giving God praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Our community at Revival Tabernacle aims to reach our city with the life-changing message of Jesus. Thank you for your support. If you want to further connect with us, you can find us online at www.revivaltab.org.